Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Viewers all over the world are having absolutely terrifying encounters with unknown creatures. Whether it be in the woods, a small town, a rural area, or even in the city, these creatures seem to be everywhere. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, submit yours at swampdweller.net. I'd love to share your story in a future episode. Be sure to slap that like button like it owes you money, and subscribe if you're new, and get ready for these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My Scary Encounter with a Creature in the Woods by JJ Beh 21 At midnight one night, I decided to go outside and hop in my hot tub. As soon as I got outside, I realized it was very silent, and if you know anything about the woods, they are never quiet. I was in my hot tub for around 30 minutes when I heard an animal approaching about 30-ish feet away, right on the other side of my wooden fence. I brush it off as just being a deer, and I continue chilling until I listen to its steps. Then I start thinking that it couldn't be a deer, as the steps were bipedal, and it sounded far too big. I'm talking about three to four hundred pounds hefty, and then I realized that it was hovering around four feet or so. So with one step, and it started sounding bipedal, that's when I started to feel like it wasn't just watching me, it was getting closer. I soon confirmed this when I heard it start walking back the way it came, and then it kept doing this, like it was going back and forth. Remember, this was only about 20 feet away from me, so I could listen to which direction it was going to fairly easily. Anyway, I only had brought my phone with me, so I kept trying to see if I could see it with my flashlight. Of course it was too far away, but all I wanted was to see at least a slight silhouette. As I said I was terrified. So when I couldn't see anything past 8 feet, I just sunk my head into the hot tub to where only my ears and face were out, trying to hide if I could, thinking maybe it would go away. This would only appear to make things much worse on my end as I heard it cross the fence and begin to walk up to the side of my house and towards the hot tub. It came within a couple of feet of me, before it went back to the fence and then started going back and forth with those significant steps once more. 
At this point, I stood up in the water and tried to see it with my phone flashlight before I heard one of my dog's barks in the mudroom across the house. I then jumped out of the hot tub and sprinted, fearing for my life. As I got inside, I dried off and told my mom, who was sitting on the couch, that something was watching me outside. I then checked on the two pit bulls and Great Dane in the mudroom and realized they were cowering in the corner, scared of whatever was outside. Keep in mind, these are big dogs, so it takes a lot to frighten them like that. I grabbed a flashlight and a shotgun. I loaded them with slugs and forced my dogs outside. The Great Dane would not leave no matter what, but I managed to get the other two out. Then I heard it again, but this time it was adjacent to the door, walking sideways around 40 to 60 feet uphill. I live in the Rocky Mountains of Montana, so everything is either uphill or downhill. I shine my light to where I hear the thing, but it is behind trees and I can't see much of anything. It keeps going until I go to lock my chicken coop up for the night. I bring both dogs with me and as soon as I start to walk the 80 feet to the pen, one of my dogs runs to the backside of the mudroom through the dog door. I bring the last one with me to the chicken coop and as soon as I shut the door I turn back and the dog sprints back to go inside. It ditches me. I lock the chicken coop door as fast as possible and I run faster than I ever have keeping the light on the hill where I heard the creature last. I get inside lock every door, and I stay in the living room all night, checking outside every now and then. To this day, I have no clue what that thing was, and I've never had another encounter with it. I have also stopped going outside at night, especially when it is quiet. Life as a Dissident by Dissident Girl The dictionary defines a dissident as a person who opposes the official policy, especially that of authoritarian state. This is a nonconformist point of view typically brought out by disgust in government or how laws are dished out. Thus, this hits problematic, high-risk teen males more than any other peer group. In this way, I'm what you would consider an outstanding minority as I was and am a female in the range of teens. This story takes place between the ages of 14 and 19, from five years past to present. I will tell you one story per entry as they are all long. All the details in this story are true, even the parts that may seem made up. There will be plenty as this story is about a paranormal and uncanny experience of a rebellious teenage girl who ran away from her home in Mendocino County one evening in 2017. I will remember this day for the rest of my life. It is the day my life changed forever and carved the path that led to this present day. I had been raised by my aunt and uncle who had always taken any amounts to remind me what a burden I was to them and how unfair it was that God had to leave me with them after an accident killed both my mother and father. My aunt Judy was always the worst of the pair, being my mother's older sister who had always been extremely jealous of my mother for her being prettier and in general more popular than her. My uncle Hugh was more like the sniveling dog who always had something to say after my aunt and had sufficiently dug into me. At 14, I had become enough fed up with my life that I plotted by escape. Packing as efficiently as I could, I left a note in my bed, or the mattress that was on the floor, that read, Dear Auntie and Uncle, I no longer wish to remain in your home. 
You have made no effort to harbor a tolerable relationship with me, so I have no wish to stay where I am unwanted. Please do not follow me or try to find me. You will not know where I am going or whom I am leaving with, as you never have taken part in my life or had any interest. Good riddance. Signed, Clara. They never sent anyone to look for me since I was homeschooled, no one noticed me going missing. I hitched a ride with the passing driver. She was kind and didn't ask questions. I was so weathered I must have looked older than I was. My life of being someone's burden was finally over. Not even a week after I ejected myself from my family's life, I was on the street, living in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Once the sun fell, not daring to be seen slipping into my little abode during the day, I had fashioned myself a little shelter out of fallen branches, plenty within the thick forest that overtook the landscape almost as soon as you stepped into the trail. My little hut was warm, if not slightly snug. Branches used to cut the world's view from me and hopefully protect me from any wandering weirdos. As a weapon, I had a pine branch that was fashioned into a very sharp point in case I ever needed to defend myself. I was and am self-sufficient since I had been preparing for my escape from hell for a year. I had help from YouTube on how to make tools and such. The evening was warm and still. The usual chatter of crickets and frogs filling the night air wasn't even apparent. I was in a fretful sleep, rolling over in my little wooden confines, again and again, finally falling asleep at around 11. Despite being asleep, I woke up to dead silence and the average ambience was gone. A terrible, putrid smell hung about the air. Even at this age, I knew silence in the forest was a terrible sign typically signaling that a predator was in the area, a shuffling of heavy hooves nearby that I could not quite make out as a deer. A deer has four hooves and these hefty footfalls sounded like they were bipedal. It almost sounded like whatever was making that noise was injured. The smell was so repulsive that it made me gag. My hand was coming up to cover my mouth to muffle the sounds of my retching. There came a voice from the direction opposite of the heavy hoof beats that had been heard previously. So hungry, I'm sorry, need to feed. The voice was like a raspy whisper, but also demonic. Between every word, the beast took a deep inhale as if to target our prey. I became instantly petrified with fear as I heard this bone-chilling creature speak in its nails on the chalkboard voice the light yet spectral tone seeming to speak directly into my run. The light yet spectral tone seeming to speak directly into my mind rather than from the mysterious creature's body. In the distance, a deep boisterous howl and the other beasts seemingly fled, leaving me to sit there in terror for a few hours until daybreak. I never returned to that forest area again. The next day, I managed to drum up enough cash for a bus trip to South Oklahoma. Another story for another day. Thank you for sharing my story. It Spoke to Me by Alex Pierce Hi Swamp Dweller, my name is Alex and I come from Cherokee ancestry. Ever since I was about nine years old, my great-grandfather had told me many stories about the legendary Sasquatch on many occasions in Germansville, Pennsylvania. He would have me and my two brothers sit on a wooden bench he made from eastern hemlock trees in front of a bonfire. He was full Cherokee, 
and he would talk about how his grandfather shared these stories with him the same way with us. One of the stories he told us was that his grandfather had some connection with these creatures. All I could do was give him all my attention as I never looked away, staring into his big brown eyes. He talked about their nighttime rituals and how they'd get responses from the creatures. He said they would talk to them from a distance and understood every word. While my great-grandfather mentioned a few chanting words, I heard something coming from my right, loud steps crushing the ground leaves. My great-grandfather said, Don't mind that sound, son. This is what they do, so ignore it until it starts talking. I apologized quickly for turning my head towards the loud steps. He continued their story about their origins, and mentioned that they had been here long since the beginning of time, and they had traveled long ways from Alaska to Canada. Again, and he taught us some of the words from his native language. I noticed that the stepping sounds had stopped and it was not far from us. It sounded like it only stopped 20 feet into the woods, so I tried my hardest to ignore it as my great-grandfather continued his story. Suddenly, the creature starts to speak. I don't know what it was saying, but it sounded like unknown gibberish. I couldn't help but ask Grandpa if he knew what it was saying, and he said he didn't know. But that's what they do from time to time to communicate with each other. Before I knew it, I heard another one coming from the woods to my left, and it started speaking that same gibberish. I was frozen and scared at this point. I couldn't see anything, but knew how close they were to us. My brothers looked at me in fright and begged my grandpa to return to the house. Grandpa told us everything was fine and they would walk away. I couldn't see eye shine or anything like that. I couldn't even get a glimpse of them. But they finally did start walking deeper into the woods after some time. I hope I never have that same experience again in my lifetime. Thanks Swamp Dweller for sharing my story. And I hope anybody that hears this doesn't have to get this close to a Sasquatch. NASA is hiding something terrible by R.J. NASA is hiding something terrible. This story occurred a few years ago in 2019. I, at the time, was a senior in high school. I live in South Mississippi near the NASA-owned Stennis Space Center. Here, they do test rocket engines for future space travel. Since the rocket engines are known to create a large blast, there are thousands of acres of dense pine forest around the testing area to hold large game such as deer and wild hog. On a seemingly warm and humid night in mid-September, I decided to trespass in the buffer zone to try my luck at bagging a wild hog. I was using an AR-15 with a night scope. Around 11pm I exited from I-10 onto some back roads that took me to more minor logging roads, leading into the buffer zone. I parked my truck outside the buffer zone just a bit and started my two mile walk into the pines. I found a tree I liked just off the dirt road and set up my overlook over the street, and a large field left over from the logging field. Not even ten minutes into the setup of my tree stand, I see a set of headlights flashing amberly. Shit, I must have set off some motion detection or have been spotted on a trail camera. I held tight in the tree, and the car stopped a few hundred feet away from the road. I can make out the word security on the side of the vehicle through my scope. Two men get out and one sparks up a cigarette. Probably just some kids, I hear one of them say. Wanna look around? The others say. 
I couldn't help but notice the nighttime noises you usually hear slowly fade away. And both men grew uneasy by the looks of it, and without a word they got back in their car and drove away in a hurry. Huh, that was odd. I told myself as I realized that no noises were coming from the surrounding forest, not even the cool breeze that usually flows through the pines. Like clockwork, I hear a deafening howl or a scream. It was a blood-curdling screech that sounded like a crow if it would howl like a wolf. I grew up on the bayou and had Native American blood, so honestly, I've heard many stories of the Rougarou and other folk stories. I've spent plenty of time in the woods and have never heard any noise like it. I'm a big guy now. I'm 6'4", 220 pounds, give or take, not to mention I have an AR-15. But just then, I crapped myself. I quickly dropped down the tree, scraping myself badly and began walking fast to get out of there. Before I exited the clearing, I scanned the field with my night vision scope, and there I saw it, maybe a hundred yards away staring me down, a sizable coyote-looking animal. We don't have wolves, so that was out of the picture. But this thing was huge, and it looked almost human in some places. Its hands were spotty with mangy fur. It was patchy with whiter gray skin under it. I hauled ass, and I was not going to stay and try to be the badass guy from the movies who hunts and kills the mysterious creature. I ran for maybe 15 minutes until I could see my truck ahead. It was a white truck so it reflected well in the moonlight. I couldn't help but notice what sounded like another pair of footsteps running with me. I wasn't stopping to try to see what it was and my goal was to get to my truck and never look back. As I got to my vehicle, I fumbled with my keys because it was an older truck and didn't have a remote unlock. When I got in, I started it and flipped on my light bar. I could see a set of glowing orange eyes staring at me, right in the front of my windshield. I stepped on it and drove 15 minutes to my house where I got home and could not sleep. In the days following, I asked my buddy's dad, who I'm close with, who works as an essential guy over at the Stennis in the security department. He just shrugged it off and almost laughed about it. I have a feeling he knows what it was, and since then I haven't heard any other stories about it. But I have heard other stories about Stennis Space Center, like creepy men dressed in all black suits darting into the forest. Almost like that video that surfaced a few years ago of all those faceless guys in suits on the side of the road. I've heard some similar stories to mine, but nothing exact. Please let me know what you think of these odd encounters. The Strigoi by Purple Hyena My mom has worked at a small, rural hospital for about six years. She is the ER receptionist. She is the first person you see when you come into the emergency room, the one that will give you all the paperwork to fill out and such. Throughout the years that she has worked there, she primarily has worked nights, 7pm to 7am, and has seen quite the cast of characters the town has to offer. Every transient, druggie, and local has passed through that lobby at some point, and she has seen each of them at least twice. But one night she encountered something she had never seen before. My mom was quick to get the hang of things in the first year, so she was left alone to work the counter the ER faced the parking lot, so she could see people coming in far, far away, and anticipated their moves. One night at about 2am, she was working on her computer, looked up and was surprised to see two people standing there, a man and a woman, were just standing there, staring at her, and she stared back. 
The parking lot was dark, no car in sight, and they just appeared. After a long moment, they entered the lobby and went up to the desk. My mom said the alarm bell started going off in her head and something was just not right. For one thing, they were very tall. The desk my mom sat at was easily mid-chest to an average person. With these people, my mom could see the woman's pelvic bone. They were dressed for hot summer weather because it was the summer. They were also very skinny and my mom emphasized this. They were very dry looking, but they didn't look like your typical druggies. The woman stroked her neck with long fingers, saying she had a sore throat. My mom didn't say a word for the first and only time. She just looked at them. A phrase kept repeating in her head, Strigoi. As my mom looked at them, the woman looked at the man, then looked back at my mom, then to the man again, the whole time just smiling and stroking her throat, and said to the man, Do you think she will let us through, or should we go somewhere else? My mom stayed silent as the woman repeated the pattern of looks. They both smiled at my mom and left. Almost immediately after, my mom texted me asking if vampires needed permission to enter places like hospitals. I told her that since she was technically the person to say who went back to the ER, they would need her permission. We both knew that Strigoi was a type of Romanian vampire myth that normally we thought wouldn't be really, you know, true. But she kept hearing that phrase in her mind. She has never seen that couple again, and we still talk about what happened every so often. It does make me wonder when I hear about stories of black-eyed children and other tales of vampires. What did she see that night? And how close was she to something unreal? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for listening to these allegedly true encounters with cryptid creatures sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to slap that like button like it owes you rent money. And be sure to subscribe if you're new. I upload new videos almost every single day and all things natural and supernatural. Make sure your notifications are on so you don't miss those uploads. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but you still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories, you can download audio versions of my videos on pretty much every podcast platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. It's absolutely free to do so and always will be. If you'd like to get in touch with me outside of YouTube, I'm over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. If you have a cryptid encounter that you would like to submit in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would be honored to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Don't forget to check out our merch store if you'd like to support the swamp even further. And I'll see you soon with another creepy episode.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.